Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Isn't that an intriguing line, Blanca? Absolutely. It's from The Godfather, isn't it? While it's amusing, it clearly indicates to the audience the character's casual attitude toward violence. It's more than that, though. The allure behind this quote is how it merges the ordinary with extraordinary presenting violence as a part of their everyday life. Fascinating, isn't it? Yes, definitely. But remember, it's not merely about presenting. It's about how this underlying message has been conveyed. Imagine the same line delivered with increased emphasis on cannoli. Wouldn't it transform the implications for the audience? True. It'd bring out the humor more than the detachment towards violence. So it seems the way these movie dialogues are delivered plays a significant role. Well, that's just one part. You know how a good dialogue can work? It advances character development, creates mood, and communicates plot dynamics to the listener. And all wrapped up in what can seem like everyday banter or small talks. Exactly. Sometimes we overlook the sheer amount of craft applied in writing and delivering these dialogues. Everything from character profiles to history, scripts, to the amount of silence embedding between them. It all counts. So it's like decoding a living piece of art. Might seem a stretch, but yes, there's art in conversation. Let's take Hollywood, for instance. Often bold, aren't they? In crafting their villains especially. How they personify evil and indulge in grandiloquent speech can almost feel Shakespearean. And on the other side of the world, in Bollywood, the crux of dialogue lies in its over-the-top emotional portrayal. Isn't that another form of profundity? Dramatizing feelings until they are amplified into dialogues filled with philosophical ideologies and loquacious expressions. Exactly. What about Korean cinema, though? Well, I'd say they champion subtlety in their dialogues. Look at Parasite or Old Boy. They pack such a punch without resorting to over-sentimentality or villain grandstanding. Loaded silences play an equal part in depicting the character's intent and state. I can see what you're saying. And Korean cinema certainly knows how to toy with emotions using just dialogues and background score. But what confounds me? Don't they also indulge in lighthearted banter and friendly spars in their romantically inclined movies? Well, yes. Remember, drama, in essence, is the lifeline of Korean films. Even the comedic exchanges carry a certain depth, revealing character dynamics, emotional progression, or sometimes just presenting a stark contrast to the heavy plotline. Interesting point about contrast there, Blanca. Speaking of which... Let's talk about indie versus mainstream blockbusters. Their dialogues differ quite a bit, don't they? Indeed. While indie films often employ organic, natural dialect and colloquialism, mainstream blockbusters prefer more cinematic dialogues, emphasizing inspirational speeches, witty banter, or dramatic confrontations. Hmm, and yet it's those cult classics with their catchy one-liners that often stand the test of time. Even though the mainstream offers lots of drama and high-stakes dialogue. I wonder, does that say something about the audience preferences, Blanca? It could. Perhaps we as an audience are drawn more towards dialogues that we can relate to, that resonate with our lives. In the end, it might just be about finding the familiar within the cinematic, don't you think? Blanca, 
I've been thinking about the conversation styles in films. We've touched on Hollywood, Bollywood, and Korean cinema, but isn't it true that dialogues also differ greatly depending on the type of film and who it's aimed at? You're spot on, Isabella. For instance, how dialogues are crafted in a family movie might be worlds apart from, say, an adult psychological thriller. It's not just about the explicit content, but also how subtly or overtly the narrative is conveyed. Family movies often opt for simpler, relatable dialogues, so that all family members can follow, right? Exactly. And don't we see that pattern in Disney films? Their dialogues are ingeniously designed so that children grasp the story, while adults appreciate the underlying humor and subtext. Aha. Uh -huh. Pixar movies, for example, are masters at this. But then, imagine a crime thriller or a dark comedy. The dialogues there often embody ambiguity, giving the audience a taste of suspense, perplexity, and unveiling plot convolutions. It's like flipping to the other side of a coin. Also, geographical origin? What about that? Do you think that plays a significant role in the dialogue composition? I certainly believe so, Isabella. Cultural nuances, regional dialect, and local idioms greatly influence film dialogues. Like the frequent Spanish phrases in American movies set in the South, or the distinct Irish slang in The Commitments. And those differences enrich the whole movie-watching experience, don't they? A reminder of our diverse world embedded in our dialogues. And what about production scale? Does it also influence dialogue construction? I reckon yes. Big production films, those blockbusters, they often have a team of scriptwriters meticulously shaping each dialogue. Contrast that to indie films, where the director or one or two writers are crafting the dialogues. Then you see a lot more authentic, experimental dialogues. Blanca, swapping gears a bit, let's talk the role of genre in movie conversations. I mean, there's a clear difference in how suspense is created in horror films through dialogues, right? Absolutely, Isabella. The efficacy of a horror film partly lies in its dialogues. The mystery, the fear, everything is subtly weaved into the words, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, Blanca. The lines often carry foreboding elements, hinting at what's to come and leaving the audience on the edge, all scared and nervous. But on the flip side, consider romance movies. The dialogues are significantly more expressive and tend to lay bare emotions. Definitely. In a love story, the dialogues are often laden with emotions, reflecting the character's deep feelings, inner turmoil, or the heartful confessions. They have to draw the audience into the bond between the characters. And this exactly brings us to a fascinating observation. Even though at surface, dialogues serve the purpose of simple verbal interactions, they inherently hold the potential to mold the entire viewing experience by creating mood, tension, or intimacy, depending on the genre. So, audience must be wondering how audiences' experience are formed by dialogues, right? For example, take a look at comedy films. What stands out in your mind, Blanca? Actions, and yes, the dialogues. They're usually cleverly written with witty lines, sprinkled with puns and one-liners. They're designed to evoke laughter and uplift the mood. Exactly. Think of films like Ghostbusters or The Hangover. The dialogues aren't merely functional. They're intrinsic to the comedic experience. Spot on, Isabella. But how different are they from, say, sci-fi movies? 
Oh, completely. Sci-fi dialogues aren't designed for humor. They mask scientific speculation behind complex words and phrases, luring viewers into a world that's scientifically intriguing yet fictitious. They're necessary to construct the world of the movie, provide context, and offer exposition. I see, so in a way, comedic dialogues lend levity, while sci-fi dialogues add gravitas and depth. Interesting contrast, isn't it? Absolutely, Blanca. And this really proves how dialogues entail more than just words spoken by characters. They carry the essence of the genre, dictate the mood, and transport viewers into the movie's realm. Agree, Isabella. This topic certainly warrants much attention and discussion. Maybe in next episodes we could explore more genres and how they employ dialogues. You know I've been gnawing over a film that really depends on dialogue. Inception from Christopher Nolan. Do you remember it, Isabella? How could I forget? It's a beautiful puzzle wrapped inside a dream, or is it the other way around? Exactly. The confusion itself is the beauty of it. Inception dialogues are an example of using wording to illustrate a complex trains of thought. Right. Nolan intricately used dialogues to navigate the viewer through the layered reality and dreams. Like when Cobb explains, dreams feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up we realize something was actually strange. And that's how he introduces Limbo, an unconstructed dream space where the mind is undefended and vulnerable a place of infinite subconscious. Without this dialogue, understanding limbo would have been merely impossible. True. The dialogue helped to orient viewers within the labyrinthine design of the plot. As a single line in the script, it explains the dangers the characters need to face. It's not just about pushing the plot forward. It's Nolan's way of making us comprehend the vastness and the vagueness of dreams versus reality, which is the crux of the film. And let's not forget about character development. Dialogue helps outline each character's traits and motives, like Arthur being the voice of reason in Eames, the quick-witted forger. Definitely. Without impactful dialogues, understanding each character's unique role in the complex plot would be challenging. As they converse, they expose miniatures of their character profiles. Even though it's a sci-fi movie, no laser guns or robots but dialogues, play an integral role in depicting this intertwined universe. The brilliance of the scriptwriting in Inception is absolutely mind-boggling. Continuing our dialogue insight, let's dive into another top-notch movie, Avengers Endgame. Isabella, we talked about how words have a profound impact on character development. Let's look at how it all plays out in this massive Marvel cinematic event. I was hoping we'd pick this one. Avengers Endgame is a fan favorite, and not merely for the action and CGI, but for its solid dialogues too. Absolutely. The screenplay hasn't relinquished character development, even in a massive ensemble cast. Dialogues play an immense role in showing their growth and current state of mind. Look at Tony Stark as an instance. His arc from the first Iron Man movie to Endgame is substantial. He went from a narcissistic, egoistic genius to a more thoughtful leader, didn't he? Exactly. And it's most evident in his words. His last lines in Endgame, I am Iron Man, says it all. A simple phrase, but it reflects acceptance, responsibility, bravery, 
and a hint of his old arrogance. Right. And then there's Thor, dealing with guilt and grief. His dialogues fit right in, projecting his descent into depression and alcoholism post the Infinity War. Complex emotions are so delicately put forward. Indeed, the beauty lies in the raw depiction of emotions through words. The way each character's dialogue changes over time is a testament to the fantastic writing Marvel Studios has accomplished. But what's thrilling is how we, as the audience, are left to keep guessing. Totally. Although you can get a sense of what's happening, there's always this element of suspense that's maintained via dialogues. The casual banter, the heartfelt monologues, they all add to the drive of the storyline. So, given the sheer impact dialogues bear on character depiction as well as plot dynamics, let's focus on the orchestration behind these powerful words. Yes, the art of scriptwriting. Correct, Isabella. And what better way to explore than through the critique of dialogues from Oscar-winning films? They truly set a high bar for scriptwriting. I can't agree more, Blanca. For instance, No Country for Old Men bagged the Oscar for the best adapted screenplay. The dialogues were sparse but heavy with meaning, giving us an insight into the cold, unsettling world the movie portrayed. I remember the chilling phrase, Call it, friendo. A seemingly mundane dialogue, but encapsulating the relentless, disturbing undertone of the film. Ah, oh, that one felt like a punch in the gut, didn't it? The eeriness of an ordinary conversation carrying such heavy implications was a tangible demonstration that sparse dialogues don't necessarily mean sparse meanings. Yes, definitely, and let's look at the other side of the spectrum. Remember when we watched The, the Social Network? It's classic Aaron Sorkin, isn't it? Fast-paced, loaded dialogues zipping back and forth. They are intense. They are complex. They might feel overwhelming, but trust me, they are not unnecessarily convoluted. Every dialogue contributes to setting the scene, introducing characters, their fears, desires, insecurities. So true, Isabella. Dialogues rapidly exchanged in that movie were like clues threading us through the narrative. The dialogues paint a timely portrait of internet age upheaval. We lived on farms, then we lived in cities, and now we're going to live on the internet. How accurately it defines the technological revolution. Now, on the topic of dialogue-dense movies, we simply can't ignore Quentin Tarantino. He gives us a dialogue feast in every movie. Where others may opt for action or silence, Tarantino prefers the power of words. His excellent storytelling skill complements his verbose characters. His movies are a testament that dialogues can indeed be the extra layer that colours characters and stories. Dialogues in Pulp Fiction or in Glorious Bastards, for instance, are carefully picked and masterfully delivered, leaving an unforgettable impression on viewers. Ah, uh, Christopher Nolan, a master weaver of cinematic brilliance. He certainly is. Whether in unravelling the complexity of dreams within Inception, or illustrating time in Interstellar, he's a genius in crafting dialogues that intricately weave his intricate plots. Absolutely. I was particularly taken by Nolan's approach in Inception, where the characters explain the rules of dream infiltration. Not only does this facilitate plot progression, but it also aids viewer understanding— 
Can you imagine how lost we'd have been without these guided dialogues? Well, I didn't have a clear grasp initially. However, Nolan's dialogues were like a lifeline, eloquent, succinct, and compelling. They were instrumental in decoding the enigma that was the film's premise. I wonder how Nolan navigates through such convoluted themes so seamlessly. Can you imagine designing a plot that folds onto itself and then relaying it with such dexterity? It must be a Herculean task. That's why they call him a director of layers. He entwines layers of dialogues into his storyline fabric, creating a masterful blend. Right. And there's this unmistakable brevity in his characters' conversations, too. They're never unnecessarily verbose. Every word, every pause, every line has its place, role, and meaning. Much like the social network, but with a more philosophical twist. The cherry on top is Nolan's expertise in creating an atmosphere of suspense, mystery, and impending doom through dialogues. His dialogues create plot, develop character arcs, reveal details, and build worlds. That's an art, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it's not just a craft, but a laborious one. There's the deliberate choice of words, the sync with visual imagery, ensuring consistency, and more. Script writing is a skill, an art indeed. Dialogues, Blanca, bring life to an era, wouldn't you say? They recreate history, giving flesh and blood to the skeletons of the past. Just consider historical dramas. Unmasking the past through dialogues, yes. They have an uncanny ability to transport us back in time. Those detailed monologues by queens or knights or that everyday small talk, they make history tangible. They do. The language used, the manner of speaking, the diction. They're all mirroring a bygone era, like Downton Abbey. The language, expressions persistently echo the early 20th century England, allowing viewers to immerse themselves. That's true. However, the same tool serves a darker purpose in dystopian films, don't you think? The dialogues subtly plant the seeds of a bleak, grimmer future. Oh, like the Hunger Games. The dialogues there, the repressive language, the desperate statements of survival, they all pile up to a future that feels stifling. Yes, and how can we overlook 1984? The dialogues were a reminder of loss, loss of freedom, of individuality. They painted a future as bleak as any nightmare. Right. It's not just about narrating a story, is it? Dialogues are the paintbrush. The canvas is the era, past or future, and they together depict a world that feels alive. But how is this reality brought to life? Is it words, phrases? It's not just about the words used, but the context in which they're used. That's the real key. The words must conform to the world the script is trying to depict. I used to study art history, you know. I recall that. Why do you mention it now? Well, in art school, I realized how a small stroke of paint could change the feel of an entire artwork. Dialogues, in many ways, function like those strokes of paint for a movie. Can you explain further, Isabella? Let's take a film like Paris, Texas. The long scenic shots complemented by carefully framed reflective dialogues help the audience feel the loneliness and isolation of the characters. I can see what you mean. 
It's not just about setting the location as Paris or Texas, but also about creating the atmosphere. Exactly. Throughout this film, dialogues are not designed to simply move the plot forward, but to instill a sense of emptiness matching the desert setting. It's their silence, the very absence of dialogues at times, that echoes louder. And this isn't limited to serious or dramatic films, is it? No, most definitely not. Consider Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. The dialogues are bizarre, eccentric, sometimes illogical, much like the story's dreamlike, fantastical backdrop. The boundaries of reality and dream blur. And it's those puzzling dialogues that help disorient, pulling us deeper into Wonderland. Interesting. So too much dependence on the dialogues can also lead to a distorted reality. Well, yeah. Movies are visual storytelling. The spoken words shouldn't overshadow the imagery. And a good dialogue does that. It builds the world, sets the atmosphere without taking the center stage. It's like the background score. You may not actively notice it all the time, but you feel its absence. Oh, I see. It's really about balancing the dialogues with the rest of the elements. Not an easy job for scriptwriters. So, Isabella, ever noticed how dialogues can hint at a character's personality? Hmm, well, certainly, but could you elaborate? Sure. Let's consider manipulative characters. They often use strategic dialogues to control or deceive. Oh, like Iago from Othello? He rarely speaks the truth. Exactly. His eloquent, persuasive speech deceives others, revealing his manipulative nature. Does this work for less talkative personalities as well? Definitely. Think of introverted characters. They say less, but each word holds more weight. Their dialogues are often thoughtful and cautious. Like Ryan Gosling in Drive? His character barely spoke, but each dialogue seemed to hold a deep meaning. Exactly. Such characters communicate more through silence than chatter. Their scarce dialogues can hint at their depth, complexity, or inner turmoil. Ah, that makes sense. So the dialogues not only advance the plot, but can also lend insight into the characters. Precisely. It's a delicate art of revealing and concealing at once, and it's intriguing how writers use dialogues to hint at the characters' personalities. So Blanca... This whole concept about dialogues reflecting characters' mental health or past trauma, is there a particular example that pops in your mind? Actually, yes. Let's discuss the Silver Linings playbook. The screenplay inherently reflects the main character's struggle with mental health. Oh, the one where Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper are dealing with different forms of psychopathology, right? Absolutely. Remember how Bradley's character, Pat, insists he has a strategy to get his estranged wife back. His constant chatter about his silver lining theory portrays his obsession and denial, indicators of bipolar disorder. And Lawrence's character, Tiffany, vocalises her depression bluntly in the face of societal judgement, right? Indeed. Her candid yet depressing dialogues reflect her ongoing struggle with depression and grief. You see, dialogues articulate what isn't shown but is to be understood about the mental state of a character. Hmm. And to think we usually credit the performance more than the dialogues for such portrayals. Not to say acting isn't crucial, but dialogues definitely enhance a character's portrayal. Precisely. 
The challenge for scriptwriters is balancing revelation and privacy, making dialogue complex and fascinating. Their task is to craft dialogues that don't just converse, but narrate mental states, hint at past scars, and slowly unravel the dimensions of a character. All right, it's challenge time, folks. Blanca, let's shake things up a bit, shall we? Definitely. Today we have an observation challenge where you, dear listeners, become the dialogue analysts. Picture this, a poignant monologue from any movie that's deeply resonated with you. We've all had those moments where a character delivers a moving speech that just leaves us in awe, right? Absolutely. It could be anything. Leonardo DiCaprio's enraged monologue in The Wolf of Wall Street, or the soulful soliloquy by Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight, or any other favourite of yours. Not just limited to these, of course. Your task is to dig into that monologue, assess it, dissect it, and interpret its implications. But here's the twist. Do you think it was scripted meticulously, or was it an improvised masterpiece? And while you're deciphering this, think about how the dialogue contributes to character development and plot progression. Remember, movie dialogues aren't always about just words exchanged. They narrate a whole lot more. Like, why was that particular statement made? What does it reveal about the character's mental state? Dig deep, people. Absolutely. So are you ready for the dialogue archaeology? It might seem intimidating, but trust me, it's fun. And you never know, you might end up unearthing some hidden treasures in a dialogue you've always loved. It's not just about finding the right answer, folks. Rather, it's an invite to savour the complexity and depth of the linguistic art. So, let's kick this off and dive deep into the world of movie monologues. And remember, it's not a verdict on your movie knowledge or analytical skills. It's about embracing the power of dialogues, discovering their profound impact, and experimenting with the art of interpretation. So, you are now dialogue archaeologists. What's next on the tables, Blanca? How about we take this one step further and change our lenses? Let's not just assess monologues, but turn our attention towards dialogues. Oh, I love that! Dialogues, after all, are the crux of our podcast. Totally. And here's a unique challenge I have in mind. You guys are tasked at writing a movie review. But catch this. Your review should solely be based on the dialogues and conversational exchanges in the movie. No reference to the plot, characters, or the cinematography. Just pure dialogue analysis. That's brilliant. Dialogues are like the unsung heroes. This challenge really puts dialogues into the spotlight. Exactly. Consider how dialogues reveal not just the immediate plot, but also the cultural context. Or how dialogues influence the mood without any reliance on visual cues. Your review might just give us a new way of experiencing movies. Imagine reviewing The Shawshank Redemption with just dialogues. Or dissecting 12 Angry Men just based on verbal exchanges. Yes, and don't forget the dialogue profusion in Inception. Deciphering that movie solely based on dialogues will be a linguist's paradise. Or the contrasting styles found across genres. This will be quite an undertaking, but equally enlightening. I can't wait to see how our listeners reinterpret their favorite movies through a dialogue-dominated perspective. Remember, this isn't about who's got it right or wrong. 
The beauty of dialogues is that their interpretations can vary. It's all about the journey into linguistic artistry. So gear yourself up and dive headfirst into dialogue dissection.